0: Do you have a, Do you have like a secret, like Yo. a rabbit's bunny or something, like a lucky
1: charm? No.
0: Really? <laughs> That's why you're losing games, sir. <laughs> uh,
1: we're losing games and I'll tell you exactly why we're losing games.
2: You are listening to the very first episode of Prefect Talk, where we dive into the discussions about the cogs and gears which run the longest serving selective high school in New South Wales.
3: The Prefect Talk, a 20-minute getaway into the minds of the prefects, provides a platform to strengthen the bond within the school by providing an open space in which students and teachers can comfortably share wisdom and experiences.
2: In this episode, Zach, myself, and Jahin will be your hosts, and joining us today is Mr. Madich to discuss the concept of personal growth. So, sir, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. And the three of you?
0: Uh, We're doing well.
1: I love it how you said on behalf of them too as well.
0: So Mr. Manich, beyond the amazing teacher he is, is also apparently a European handball player.
1: I love it how she doesn't even believe that but she's saying it.
0: He successfully was selected onto the Open's Men's New South Wales Handball Team at 17, which was the youngest player to have ever played for New South Wales. He also represented Australia at the 21 Men's World Handball Championships in Croatia, and made his debut for the Australian national team on 2009 against Hungary.
3: Wow, that's pretty cool, sir. You started playing when you were 16 years old, am I right? Um, what got you into it?
1: Um, what got me into handball? I think it was a sport that was different purely because he had a combination of various other sports that incorporated the same technical skills and abilities uh, such as water polo, basketball, and um, I liked the physical side of things purely because there's a lot of physicality in it. And I found it to be a lot more technical than soccer, which I was playing previously.
2: Did you have any like family members or friends who were o- already playing European handball or no?
1: Nah? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, Dad played soccer as a goalkeeper and he was aware of what European handball was, but that was purely because he was from overseas. Mm-hmm. But when we came to Australia, we had no idea that handball technically existed.
2: Okay. What is it like like during a season? What's your normal day?
1: That depends on um, the tournaments or the competitions that are coming up. Um, Usually with club competitions, it's (laughs) two times training a week um, and we'll have a game on the weekend. Whereas if we have a competition, usually that increases to three times a week and we'll have a weekend camp every month. When it comes to international tournaments, every month would consist of a weekend camp depending on where. Uh, Usually it's interstate or at home. So we'll try to change that up. Um, And obviously as the tournament gets closer, we'll do have maybe a week or two week preparation camp overseas Mm -hmm. in a neighbouring country or the host country.
0: That sounds pretty busy. So do you have any additional challenges you face during a season? Um,
1: Yeah, there are a couple. I think the two main ones are just balancing everything else with trainings as well as injuries. I think that's a big challenge that has kind of yeah, I don't even know
0: what. <laughs> you do have to be too, too serious.
1: I'm not trying to be serious. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an answer.
0: Do you have, a, do you have like a secret, like yeah. a rabbit's bunny or something, like a lucky charm? No. Really? That's why you're losing games, sir. <laughs>
1: uh, we're losing games and I'll tell you exactly why we're losing games. We're losing games purely because most of our players are interstate or they're from overseas and the only time we come together is our uh, team properly is the week or two weeks in the preparation camp before a tournament and that's not enough to actually gel together and play compared to other countries
0: that sounds like a you problem <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> that sounds like a you could solve a problem
0: <laughs>
2: so so you don't really have a routine that you do every every time before a game
1: i don't have a specific routine but if i find out that something works during one game i try to replicate the same process prior to the next game so if I taped, let's say my left hand first or my right hand first, or I put my ankle brace on the left side first and that worked during that game and I played well, I'll try to do the same thing the next game. And if it didn't work, then I'll scrap that and change it.
3: So what motivates you to keep pushing,
1: keep playing handball?
0: It's the rat tail. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, the superpowers. Uh, to be honest, um, I don't know. I think I was always brought up and raised. If I'm doing something, I might as well do it to the full of my ability. So... I think that's one thing that drives me. If I'm actually playing and training, I might as well try to see how far I can push it and develop as far as I can. Uh, Apart from that, there's always the expectations placed from, I guess, myself as well as the team and the club. So that aligns with that kind of intrinsic and extrinsic motivation or the expectation placed. Uh, You always get the rewards and the satisfaction when you achieve something. So I think that's what drives most of us when we continue doing something. Speaking of achievements, sir, um, what's the biggest
3: highlight of your career or, an, or do you have any funny or scary memories? Biggest achievement? Um,
1: you just got to
0: brag, come on. <laughs>
1: I don't want to brag, that's why. <laughs>
0: you, weren't you in the team at 17, like the youngest? That's, that's you pretty guys. good.
1: <laughs> you make it seem like this Dude, is that's good of the podcast.
2: So like, look at us, we're 17 and we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You went to Croatia.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, think – He's like, Croatian. No, I Yeah. I think, yeah, you can say that a, that is a massive achievement. I think without <laughs> handball, I would not have been able to travel the world. So like you're saying here, I've been to I think 12 or 13 different countries as a result purely because of handball. <laughs> uh, when it comes to the scariest or the funniest moment – I think the funniest moment, I'll have to. i I'll discuss one. Um, we had the World Cup qualifiers against New Zealand and I ended up coming off so I can tape my finger because it was bleeding or I got a blister from the resin. And during that process, usually when you come off and it's a quick change, you sit at the front of the bench. So I ended up sitting on the bench without actually looking what's on the seat. Um, I ended up sitting on the resin cap I ran back on the court and I can hear the crowd laughing behind me. I had no idea what they were laughing at. I thought it was something irrelevant. Um, Then I hear my teammates yelling on the sidelines for me to turn around. So I turn around to them, pay attention, and they're telling me that obviously the lid is glued to the bottom of my shorts. Um, And that is why the crowd's laughing. In that process, I turn back to my center who started yelling at me and he's throwing a ball at me directly. So I was able to avoid the ball, which went out, so we lost possession, and I still had that lid <laughs> on my shorts. So that was pretty, I guess, embarrassing for me, but funny for the crowd and my teammates, which don't live it down.
0: How'd you recover? yeah? <laughs> I don't
1: know. That's it's an experience it's that we'll learn from and we'll move on from, or something like Wait,
0: that. It's a cap on your shorts. It's not that, <laughs> it's not that deep.
1: No, right, it's not, but when you're playing with a cap that size, it's pretty funny. And the worst part is, We're not even recording. No, we should. This is the worst part is all the fans on that side. So the way the stadium's set up is all the fans on the left hand side behind me. So there's no fans anywhere else around the stadium. So everyone saw it. Yeah, (laughs) and that includes the video recordings and everything else.
0: (laughs) I guess I'm gonna have to find that video online. I
1: don't know how I've not saved for it.
2: So as a teacher right now, using your platform, what would you tell the students in, as a broad thing for school or for those aspiring to be athletes?
1: That's a very good question. <laughs> I think the biggest thing would be believing in yourself purely because if you don't have the belief, then you don't expect others to have the same. Um, and with that belief, I guess, that's where the determination and the hard work will come from you believing that you're capable of achieving something is gonna drive you to actually get up in the mornings to work or to go to school um, or even train depending on which aspect or avenue you pursue for a career. Um, Other things, you do need to be open to feedback and criticism. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you take everything on board, but um, you have to reflect on and evaluate what's been said up against your performance and then decide whether that's appropriate feedback and where it's coming from and whether it should be implemented or not. Um, Apart from that, obviously, I know it's mentioned so many times, but hard work does actually end up paying off, purely if you're determined and you're driven.
0: Oh, that's really cute, sir. (laughs) That was, that was. (laughs) That was really cute. (laughs) Um, Thanks for talking to us, Mr. Maddich, and for coming down here. Um, I know we annoyed you to no end. But yeah, it's been really nice talking to you. So thanks, sir.
1: Yeah, thanks, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I hear that on the radio shows all the time. It's been a (laughs) pleasure.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode from the Penrith Perception, a podcast made by the Penrith Selective High School Prefects and Multimedia Leaders.
0: To support us and be notified when new episodes are released, feel free to follow us on Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at The Penrith Perception for more news and to provide feedback for our future segments.
3: The Penrith Perception is mixed and edited by Geethika and Aman for around about five hours or so, am I right?
0: Yep, sounds about right.
3: <laughs> Produced by Sandeja and Elina, and special thanks to our guest speaker, Ong Nguyen
0: Executive produced by Mr. Serato and Ms. Cardanis. Hosted by Alina, Zach and Jahin. Graphic design by Sophia and Jessie and music by Dr. Saxlov.